the past, the present, the future. This is Friday Night Fright. What the planet is listening to. Hello and welcome to Friday Night Fright, which may or may not be airing on Boxing Day or may or may not be airing on Christmas Day. Who knows? It's the joy of the schedule, joy of the holiday season. My name's Ian Austin and you're listening Friday Night Fright and after the break, a bit of Christmas goodness will be coming up, so stay tuned. And we're back, and folks, this isn't going to be a very long episode today, because honestly, I don't want to do one for one thing, and also, very importantly, you don't want to listen to one, because it's Christmas, you want to be with your friends, your family, your loved ones, maybe not in that order, maybe random strangers are more your fancy, but there you go, I have things I would love, I'd rather be doing, honestly, but at the same time, I promised there'd be an episode week for this podcast, so there, there you go. Now, what we're going to do, what we're going to do today is, your boy Ian, me, I'm going to look at Wikipedia. Wikipedia is the Star Wars page. It's Star Wars version of Wikipedia, with less um, uh, influenced by certain men named Julian Assange, who may or may not have committed certain crimes. You know, Wikipedia is none of that crap. They're the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but truth. Even if by now we're jumping two separate timelines where we're going for the legacy, the old Star Wars canon from Expanded Universe to the current day Star Wars canon, and they both don't make any goddamn sense. But I thought after Revenge of Sith, and after people realise, Ian, why are you singing songs from Broadway, and why are you talking about Star Wars? It's nothing to do with horror movies. I'm like, I would do what J.J. Abrams did with Rise Skywalk. I would double down on all the shit. You people gave me criticism for. If I got criticism, I don't get criticism. I don't think anyone listens to this podcast, but that's fine. There's 10 bots in Russia who listen to it, and that's good enough for me, because bots are not a bot, but bot are not. Anyway, yeah. So I'm just going to browse through Wikipedia, and that's going to be today's one. And listen, great. And if you don't, well, what can you do? And at the same time, look, Friday 13th, I'll get back to that at some point, but I'm not today. So what we're going to do, we're going to start off talking about Captain Fastener. Captain Fastener is a character from Star Wars, Force Awakens and Last Jedi. I say character, Captain Fastener is a costume. But what we're going to do now is we're going to go through Wikipedia and we're going to find out who Captain Fastener is beneath the mask. Here we go. Firstly, sorry about the mess they put on page. This article section needs to be cleaned up and conformed to high standard of article quality. Wikipedia standards, people. So, we apparently, Phasma was a human female stormtrooper captain of First Order. She grew up as a member of the Skyer clan on a nuclear ravaged way to Parnanos. What? <laughs> she was a formidable warrior who sought passage and... Uh, gave General Hutt's insistence finding his ship, ship betraying her brother, Kidu, and when she was rescued, she joined First Order. Okay. Uh, so she conspired with Brendel's son, General Armitage, to assassinate her former benefactor. She survived an assassination attempt by a, a man named Cardinal. So, what? Um, 
She became part of an unofficial triumvirate consisting of General Hudson, Dark Enforcer, Kylo Ren. None of that was in canon movies, by the way. None of that. But we can go. Her early life, in quotes. We were attacked by the Skyer. Mother and father and all rest, Dr. Dot, are gone. But you stabbed me, my leg. No, Kidu, the Skyer did that. They caught you on watch and I threw you into the Nautilus. <laughs> what? I saved your life. We're lucky they've invited us to stay here to live among them. All we have to do is fight for them and contribute, and then we can stay here in the Nautilus. It was DBRs. What say you? What bollocks is this? This is so shit. Let's go to, um, I don't care about backstory anymore. Let's go to something to talk about how she, um, came up for costume. Uh, there's lots of crap here. She, so much bollocks for someone who's a joke character in movies. So much bollocks. Oh, here we go. Um, so she was in prison after the events of Force Awakens. Um, she managed to set herself free by using anti-armor compound. <laughs> Returned to console, she used to learn the shields to erase all traces of her treason. And realised that Lieutenant Sol Rivas had access to the very same computer many minutes before her. She decided to frame him for treason. What the fuck? So she um she escaped Starkiller Base on a... Thai slash SF space superiority fighter moments before the planet exploded from stored stellar energy. You literally, what the fuck? How did you do that? Jesus Christ. Okay, personality and traits. She was human, who stood at two metres tall. She had pale skin, blue eyes, and soft gold hair. Cardinal regarded her as deadly attractive. <laughs> While she was a member of Skyer Clan, she had dark green stripes painted under her eyes. Phasma was a fearsome and skilled warrior who saved as a military leader. No, she wasn't. If you've seen Force Awakens and Last Jedi, you know none of this is true. After joining First Order, Phasma professed outward loyalty to First Order. She believes that Stormtrooper's loyalty is only be given to First Order as a whole, not to any group or individual. She saw her saving as Stormtrooper visions as extensions of with Supreme Leader Snoke and looked down on sympathy in her rants. Phasma, privately, also believes that meddling with politics ultimately led to ineffective ranks among past stormtroopers of former Galactic Empire who sought to ensure herself and only best soldiers worthy of joining stormtrooper ranks. Um, in spite of her outward loyalty to first order into a unit, she intruded zero loyalty to anyone set for herself and her past was wrought with betraying anyone that placed trust in her, including her own family and clan. None of this is in the movies, guys. This is just... Star Wars is great because they'll take one character, like Boba Fett or Fasma, who just wears a costume. That's the entire character. And stands around looks cool, but he's actually come shit. And they'll give an amazing backstory to her in terms of the broader canon. And then in movie, none of it's valid. Okay, here we go. Equipment. Even a Wookiee can't crush First Order armor. Phasma in response to threats from Chewbacca. That's not in the movie. As a Sky Military leader, Phasma wore a rust red war mask made of hardened pink skin paint with black slashes and surrounded by scavenged 
scabbing feathers and fur. The arms were covered with fine mesh, giving a mask a monstrous appearance. Her gloves and boots were tipped with climbing claws, which also gave her an edge in combat. What on earth? She also wore leather and spikes, sure. Phasma also laced her knights with a toxic lichen. <laughs> While accompanying Brenda on his journey to the ship, Phasma also donned Stormtrooper armour. Phasma wore armour coated in chromium, salvaged from a Naboo yacht once owned by Galactic Empire's Emperor Palpatine. Its polished finger shaped reflect harmful radiation, which gave both deflecting weak blaster bolts, but couldn't hold gets hit from a riot baton, although chromium served primarily simple pass power. Phasma also believed that Stormtrooper armour provided anonymity to an individual's gender, paying little heed to Yanquet's belief that female Stormtroopers were something new. Phasma also wore a traditional First Order command armor weave cape in black and red, the colors of First Order. Her primary weapon, a personalized zombie last F11D blast rifle, it was also polished in chromium. <laughs> she is also known well with a command staff and a silver backup pistol, again with chromium finish, which she used in her door with thing aboard the Supremacy. This is so, such. So- Bollocks from start to finish. This is so shit. Okay, right. Um, I think what you need to do is find a random article and just read that because Phasma is such an awful character. Okay, concussion bow. A concussion bow was type of gun used by the y- Yusana. A concussion bow with projectile weapon used a small concussion charge to press small arrow-like slug at a target. His stock of weapon was rifle shaped and for all intents and purposes functions a rifle. That's not very interesting. Alright, let's see who Yasana are because that'll be more interesting. Yasana, if one of these people could be a potential Jedi, said Luke Skywalker. Well, Luke, anyone can be a Jedi, that's the whole point. They were a race of force sensitives who lived on Ossus. Descended from survivors of cataclysmic supernova caused by destruction of the clone cluster during the Great Sith War. Many of Yasana's ancestors, members of Jedi Order, studying at Great Jedi Library. Because of their ancestors' heritage and genetic makeup, Yasana's people were forceful. Ah, forceful puns! And had many Jedi philosophies as their own. While primitive by galactic standards, the tribe people were fiercely loyal and protected ruins of Great Library, despite never venturing inside. <laughs> you assholes! Okay, history, sorry. Born from survivors of Kron's super- supernova's effect on Ossus. A devastated planet with a caustic atmosphere full of electrical storms and danger of fierce predators. The Yusana survived through sheer metal and luck bestowed them by the Jedi bloodline. Wait, I thought they're force sensitive. How do they have Jedi bloodline? Eat out with simple existence as hunters and gatherers, while remaining aware of the ancient task bestowed upon them by their ancestors to protect secrets of Jedi. Rejoining Galaxy. Shortly after the return of Emperor Palpatine in 10 ABY. Wait. Okay, there you go. Sorry. Luke Skywalker... Oh, it's the old candle. Luke Skywalker and Cam 
Solisar arrived on Ossus in search of ancient Jedi artifacts. He soon came upon the Yusanga, who attempted to murder the two intruders. The fighting between the two groups came to a halt with the arrival of Imperial forces led by Executor Cedrus Kyrie. The Yusanga fought back, defeating most of Dark's troopers and stormtroopers, leaving Skywalker and Solisar deal with only Cedrus and another member of Dark Side the League. The battle turned in favour of Skywalker and Solisar when Cedrus the young Yusanga Jem hostage and back against the inner Ubringar, a tree-like Nell Jedi master who'd been dormant since the Battle of Ossus. There's so many words, I don't understand this. Suddenly coming life, Brrrr! attacked Cedrus and murdered the Dark Jedi along with himself. Oxlo, the tribe's chief and great shaman, allowed Skywalker to take Jem and her brother Rafe to train as Jedi, but was reluctant to introduce the rest of his people to new Jedi teachings. You're literally born the bloodline! However, the sign of not being isolated for much longer, as Emperor now knew of their whereabouts and confrontation was brewing. Jem died on New Alderaan. Rafe was murdered on Onderong, and Arco and two others were trapped in Carbonite by forces of Palpatine, who are seeking use tribe as means halt genetic to care of his last clone body. This isn't new canon, by the way, it's old canon. At the same time, Skywalker and Sosa explored Ossus, a dark Jedi trade Travgun was hiding on the planet. He'd been present on Ossus since 9 BBY, <laughs> after escaping Jai Bird. Draven hit Travgun hit from the intruders and first escaped their notice. It already saved several Yasana drives by this time, but fate of Travgun and subjects is as yet unknown, well clearly. Because that hot news he's dead now, so after the planet's open to general public, the the planet once again teams life. Yasan were now for some reason hosts of great number of archaeologists, historians and all forms of acad- academicians. Both cats who studied, scrutinised, analysed and discovered new things about Jedi history, but they never entered the library. That's the one rule they had. Society and culture. <laughs> they're, they're, somehow now they've got Jedi heritage again. A Jedi heritage of knowledge and wisdom lost through generations of hardship and ignorance. They sent into superstition. Uh, they use the force diminished. I thought they were force sensitive, not actually force users. To nothing but simple tricks performed by unintentional wizards, no sensitive sound magic. They were street magicians, basically. Their superstition beat upon remaining giant Sith artifacts left on waves from speed evacuation. The Yasan wizards used various Sith masks in battle to intimidate their enemies. Why? And when protecting giant ruins from trespassers, grave, rob- grave robbers, two raiders, or anybody that could walk on their sacred ground. They had the polytheistic polytheistic, Sitic religion. Despite their dr- drastically lessened notes of force, the Yusang managed pres- to preserve some force techniques that were lost in J. Order and Langdon, including the beating for force ghosts? What the fuck? We're going, f- I'm looking force ghosts now. Force ghosts. Order if who are Melanie Dean had a conversation once. What is the Force Ghost? It's a survivor ascending from someone who has died but still exists in a certain way, from a certain perspective. This is such bollocks. The Force Ghost was soul and essence of deceased, of deceased Force Sensitive, who denied the will of the Force upon death, yet was able to interact with the living, but not physically. Some Sith Lords learned similar techniques, which in some cases allowed them physically interact with the environment.
the ghost of Adon Bok to Tasha Rondra. As Abel touched you, because we're connected by force. I drew in your link for the force to become more solid, just as I drawing it now will become more visible to you. While most Jedi would lose their bodily envelope and become one with totality of force upon their death, some had learned technique allowing them to retain their own identity separate from force for a while. For a time, those individuals could linger in physical ways in form of force spirits. Non-physical entities that exhibited most traits and abilities they had in life. According to knowledge contained in a Sue Crimson's holocron, that feat could be achieved by sublimating one's organic cells into safe poor energy. <laughs> poor energy, even. In its normal state, a force spirit could only interact with other non-corporeal entities and would be heard or seen by the living spirit had to manifest itself. There are different types of manifestation. On basic level, force ghost could appear as a floating, dairy grey mass of energy that lacked distinctive features. It could also manifest itself as the exact image of dead being upon their lifetime and transparent and emitting bluish glow. While could be to anyone it wished, a spirit could not choose to become audible or visible to only some beings and not the others, since the ability to perceive manifestation depends on beholder's strength and force. While many force ghosts, <laughs> force ghosts <laughs> could be as a vision of their former suits unmasked by injury or disease, others still boy marks of what murdered them. A ghost of Adon Bok will attack Rose and get gaping wounds in his body and marks left by a lightsaber. Sometimes a particular force ghost will bind safe to force sensitive as guardian spirit for the purpose of providing wisdom, continuing training and offering aid. History According to Jedi tradition, death was part of life. That's good that it's part of their tradition, and it meant coming one for the force. Okay. In death, sentients lost their ability to communicate with living, master of certain obscure paths of learning covert. The origins of that knowledge is where its history are not known. Of course they're not known. Ancient Jedi of Galactic Republic, such as Arkajev, is where Sith Lords knew a secret which would enable users' essence to survive death. But its knowledge was some, somehow lost over the millennia. However, it's secretly preserved over millennia by native Yasana, who you've heard about. Sentence of Jedi trapped on Wade and so driven barbarism. None of that was in their section on Wikipedia. Who's writing this crap? <laughs> Qui-Gon Jinn was first of recent Jedi rediscovered secret of the existence of a shame of the whiz. Qui-Gon's spirit guided Yoda, Yoda and Obi-Wan Kenobi and built them secret of retaining one's individuality after becoming one for the Force. Why not the others? Yoda during his exile talked to another Jedi master, Q-Ran, and the Dark Woman also learned all at some point. They just, sometimes they just give up. They won't even give characters names. It's just, we don't know what Jedi name is, but we call her the Dark Woman. Which is problematic on so many terms. Death for those Jedi were different. Their spirits could retain their individuality and could turn as voices, dreams, or apparitions, since they could take those in need for their guidance. On death, their boys vanished. It's not a case of Qui Gon, however. Why was it not a case of Qui Gon? This state was temporarily. This force goes for an immediate. Intermediate state between life and afterlife. After some amount of time, they then have to move on to the never way of the force, another realm of existence. Darth Vader learned this ability through Darth Sidious, and upon his death, spirits of Kenobi and Yoda complete its training by granting him last step in coming spirit. Anki's spirit appeared as that of his younger, so he prides his fall to Darth side. Why him and no one is? Okay, so known force ghosts Jes- Jedi, Jesper Altas, <laughs> Arzia. Voda Slugpass. 
empathetic brand, Dashigaga, Augustine, Dominus, Nija Halagron, Nopolis, Ikrit, Arkajef, Qui-Gon Anya Kuru, Last Curator Records, Kento Marek, Korean Maru, Callista Min, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Pernica, Lanius Kepetuk, Elikki Drama, Kuran, Rajavi, Wolf Season, Eku Shenjong, Anking Skywalker, Brackets form their Sith Lord, Cole Skywalker, Luke Skywalker, Merit Jade Skywalker, Anking Solo, Brackets, Authenticity Questionable, Jason Solo form their Sith Lord, Anderson England, Mitra Surik, Tau, Tau, Shakti, Mata Tremaine, Hosk Trellis, Kazan Paratus, Dreefandap, Halagard Mentor, Vergir, Brackets was also trained to Sith, Celeste Morn, Yoda, Raven, Gemyasana, Nerezareli, Leun, Dar Jedi, Kilala Adin, Jorush Kamar, Jerek, Kuela, Brackets, Biz in Dream, Sif, Tulak Horde, Darth Andedu, Brackets, Spearing Capacitating 137 ABY, Half Battle of Yavin, Darth Andrew, Darth Bane, Darth Cadus, Brackets, Spirit Redeemed, Darth 41 ABY, End Brackets, Darth Sin, Ergast, Korlak Vanai, Gifani, Brackets, Possibly Redeemed before 5 ABY, Horak Mool, Dafkut Grash, Brackets, Possessed Nas Fairly Wooding OBBY, Four Bout of Yavin, Darth Iratus, Skrit Can, Aloysius Kalig, Etzar Kun, Brackets, Spirit Incapacitated in 11 ABY, Darth Crate, Laptor, Salomon, <laughs> you can't escape Sailor Moon, Terek Moraj, Karnas Mur, Bracket Spirit Incapacitating 137 ABY, Freedom Nad, Bracket Spirit Incapacitating 3997 BBY, Lord Dramath 1, Bracket Spirit Destroyed in 3630 BBY, Darth Nihilus, Ajunta Pal, bracket spirit redeemed by light side in 3956 BBY. Darth Sidious, brackets final body destroyed in 11 ABY. Kulis, Marco Ragnos, bracket spirit incapacitated in 14 ABY. Naga Sadu, Darth Vectivus, XOXAAN, Darth Zash, brackets possess Kembao. Kalotosh Zavros, Darth Mar, Valgorian, Ava, Denim, Zev Durum, Father, Tag Greenlay brackets non canon. Some things are not canon, guys. Gruger brackets ambiguously canon may or may not have happened. Dice Ibegigon, Hirion Ingri. Morgan Katarn, Kimania, Dilanep, Nis New, Tetru New, Bink Uatana, non canon, R5D4, non canon, Ristenni, Lak Sivrak, Villa, Erfram Warwick, and Zit Taf, Ambiguously Canon. Oh my good 
mother of God. I love this Wikipedia page. This is so bizarre. New random page. Let's go. Elabria system. The Elabria system was an outer rims territory star system located within the Saetia sector. It was home to Elabrian trichoid parasite. What's the Saetia sector? Saetia sector. The Saetia sector was a set located within the outer rim territories. Or the outer rim territories. The outer rim territories, simply known as the outer rim and alternately called the outer rim systems, were located outside the mid rim. <laughs> The Outer Rim was least widely settled and explored expanse of galaxy before world space and unknown reasons, regions. The largest region in galaxy, streams diverse waves and rugged primitive frontier planets. Pre-Republic era. Actually, I'm not. Let's go to some of the more interesting parts of it. I'm running out of steam here, guys. Uh, this is really good, but you spend hours on this page find out random shit. Right, let's go and let's have a look and see what they write about everyone's favourite weird character, Palpatine. Because Palpatine's best, and I remember reading about his wife the other day, and oh, it's so funny. So, let's go. Okay, so what we're going to do is, um, actually we're not. I'm going to wrap that up here um, because I feel it's Christmas and, you know, let's get to enjoy Christmas. Thank you all for listening. This was uh, another half-ass episode, but I did try and crack some jokes in it. Very much appreciate everyone listening. Hope you guys have a lovely Christmas. But I think it's time to enjoy Christmas now. So if you listen, Christmas fantastic. If you haven't, the New Year's going to be amazing. Trust me, podcast is going to go from strength to strength, hopefully. But for now, Merry Christmas. And I'll see you guys. Um, when's the next episode after this? See you guys next week, I guess. Um, I don't know. Oh, shit. No, I'll probably do a New Year's special. New Year's Eve special or something like that. But anyway, Merry Christmas. I'll see you guys next week. And remember, life is beautiful.